truth response. It's a truth response. <laughs> that goes wow. in as an intro. I'm grabbing that, I'm clipping it, and I'm saving it. <laughs> wow. Welcome to the truth response, everybody. Uh, I'm Derek. I am the host-ish. <laughs> hostess. <laughs> You're the hostess. I'm a Twinkie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we're going to start calling you Twinkie. Because <laughs> you're the hostess. Yes, I'm the I'm kind of the host of this the shindig, Apparently and uh, you'll survive the nuclear holocaust too. So. <laughs> hey, Dig there's movies made about searching for me. Um, searching for Derek Stevenson? No. Oh, but Twinkies, oh. Zombieland. True. Right. Woody Harrelson's gonna be searching for you one day. Oh man, that'd be so cool. <laughs> Wow. That kind of got weird. But yeah, it did. we've also got Nick here. Yo. <laughs> and Mark. The heretic. The, no. <laughs> no. That's the right. Thunder, thunder chicken. <laughs> thunder chicken. <laughs> the editor and sometimes thunder chicken. Yeah. Podcast. Yeah. The chicken of thunder. I like chicken. <laughs> I like chicken, chicken too. All right. Like so today's topic is forgiveness versus forgetting. And, uh, a lot of people talk about the the phrase like forgive and forget, and uh, today I just wanna I wanna try to tackle what does that look like? Is that something we should do? Um, are there bits and pieces of it that's true and whatnot? But first, let's actually define define those two words. So, what is forgiveness? Forgiveness is um, when you stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense, flaw, or a mistake. And the definition of forgetting that we are using in this context is to put out of one's mind or cease to think of or consider. So, go ahead, Nick. Hey. Pray for us. Yeah, we're going to pray so we can mm. make it today. Father Grace, so good to us, and what a blessing it is to come together to get to do this podcast thing. We are thankful for all the people who are listening, and uh, Lord, pray over them that their lives be blessed and full and good, and uh, even the times when they're not, Lord, that they see you in the midst of tragedy and trial and struggle. Uh, Father, I pray that you will guide our discussion, that you will guide our speech, that you will guide our hearts, that this will be an act of worship as we posture our hearts toward you, Lord, and as you speak through us. Lord, we praise you, we thank you, we honor you, and we lift high the holy and righteous name of Jesus, who is our King, our Savior, our Lord. And it's in his name we pray these things. Amen. Amen. So before we jump into the topic, we are going to attempt to tackle in a short period of time a current event that Nick uh, was wanting to talk about. Oh, I really want to talk about I don't really oh, want to talk about it. you said you did. I don't want to talk about it. Talk about, like, forgiving and forgetting. There's this submarine that's on the bottom of the ocean somewhere. Maybe. Maybe. Or aliens. Or it's floating around somewhere and they just can't find it. Okay. Either way, somebody's going to have to forgive somebody somewhere along the way. Yeah. They were 
taking a tour of the Titanic yeah. wreckage. Yeah. Right. So it was a like, it was what a, a what a tourist. crazy thing to be able to buy a ticket for. Right. Like, yo, I'm gonna go in the submarine, go down thirteen thousand feet in the water, and just drive around with a Xbox controller because that's literally what they use to drive the submarine. Yeah. And we're gonna check out a, a wreck a wreck that happened. 100, 100 years ago, and uh, yeah, that's how I spend my money. Always pack extra batteries. I'm telling you, like <laughs> I own an Xbox. I'm just saying. Mm, you think the you think the remote ran out of battery? Well, I mean, if that's how you got to control it, yeah, I would Ooh, maybe. That's a really good point. Somebody might have overlooked that. So yeah. somebody had to forgive somebody for not charging the Xbox controller. They might have forgot that it was a bad idea to bolt yourself in from the outside. From what I read, they, they had somebody from the outside had to bolt them in, yeah, to close it up. I mean, with the immense pressure of the ocean, I think I'd feel better about that than having a hatch that I could open. Not to mention, if you try to open that thing underwater to escape anyway, you're dead. All right? submarines, all submarines have hatches. Like I don't yeah, see no why submarines you wouldn't do that. go that deep though. Even nuclear subs, they go like what six, eight thousand feet. Thirteen thousand feet is is obscene. Okay. That might be fair. I don't know. Yeah, pressures. Pressures are substantially different between where nuclear subs go and where this little submarine goes. Yeah, I, I, I think it's I, crazy. I read that in the Google, so it sounded really good. I don't know if it's true, but that's what they said. So, But also, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Like, yeah. I just, it's, it, that's a gamble that you're taking to explore, right? Like, that's, that's what every explorer has always gambled with yeah. is their life because they don't know what they're going into. No matter how many times, you can ask any experienced diver. I, I've, I've never gone, but I've listened to a lot of divers talk. Mm. And you can ask any experienced diver. Every time, you don't know what you're going into. Sure. You may have been there before, but it may be different now. Yep. So I just, I don't know. It's sad. Yeah. It's sad that they're lost. They still have... They should still have theoretically, what? Till tomorrow morning. Till tomorrow morning. Yeah. Okay. Of air left. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and they've got a lot of people looking for them. So, here's to hoping. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was reading a little bit of an article today from Matt Walsh. Uh, it was Matt Walsh. I don't know. One of the Daily Wire guys. I was reading from Daily Wire. Were you reading too, that one yeah. where he's talking about how? Uh, I don't know something about people kind of kind of downplaying the spirit of of adventure, like you talked mm-hmm. about, and how it takes it takes large risks for us to encounter or endeavor to do great things. Yeah, and how that spirit of adventure has kind of been lost in our culture that just seeks comfort all the time, and we'd rather someone else go and risk their lives or their you know their energy or their effort. And here you got these people that have the means to do something pretty cool. I mean, are they doing anything that's going to be earth shattering or life changing? I mean, for them, yes, but for the rest of the world, maybe not. But I mean, it's still still a pretty still a pretty substantial thing, even when you consider the fact that this little submarine goes down deeper than the submarines that the u.s military manufactures right right so it's like that's a pretty substantial thing to be able to explore with a manned craft that deep yeah because i mean what probably a decade ago a couple decades ago at least we'd never been able to dream of doing that you could send little robots down but 
Um, but you definitely couldn't put a person in that that craft to go that deep. So uh, it's pretty pretty cool when you really think about it. Yeah, I think it's kind of wild that that they heard knocking like on the sonar and they they picked up the like that knocking noise or whatever that they they picked up initially and they can't find them. Yeah. Like I don't know. You'd think that would there would be some kind of pinpointing that would be able to be done, well, but sound travels a lot further than water. I mean the ocean's pretty Well, and big. it probably travels different. Yeah. So, I mean, I I don't know any of that, but it's still like if you can pick up like the knocking on on the wall of the ship, you've got to be like in a vicinity, right? <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> I don't know, like No, not really. Does not, that does that classify as knocking on heaven's door? Oh. No. No. See, I'm is it too to, soon? I'm going to have to cut that. Is it too soon? <laughs> we'll get letters from that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll get mail. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> All right. So I guess we'll come in with a update on the topic in a week or so. Hmm. Um, hopefully everybody makes it out, you know. All right. But so the topic at hand for Forgiveness versus forgetting. Um, are we called um, to forgive and forget? It's kind of like that overarching thing. Um, but the very first question I want to dive into is, are we called to forgive everyone? Forgive everyone? Yeah. I would think so. Yeah. I would think so. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against others. Ourselves. Us. The, us. <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't know. When you're talking straight just about forgiveness, okay, I I, I, I I can go along with that. It's the forgetting piece that I have a problem with. Yeah. So, well, wait till we get to that point. But So what does forgiveness look like? Yeah, that's great. Well, I mean, the definition is, definition is to stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense, a flaw, or a mistake. So, what's it look like? So, like somebody who would has offended me, you know, the closest thing I get I can come to is like uh, I get into a fight with said person, and then, um, but that person comes up to me later uh, for help, and I usually will 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 like help them out if they're in a you know in a situation that I can't help. Well, that's just a lack of like spitefulness. I mean, is that forgiveness, though? Is that? I think it is. I mean, you know, if 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 I was going to be a, you know, if I hadn't forgiven them of what what transpired, what incentive do I have to help them out at all? And you're a nice person. No. Okay, well. but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I, hypothetically speaking, like somebody being a nice person, like I would do that. Like I would still help somebody out, even if I hadn't forgiven them. Like I feel like you've got to forgiveness can lead to that right forgiveness does lead to that kind of a mentality but you don't necessarily have to have forgiven someone to still be kind to them i think it's a fair point okay that that's that's you well, but i'm just Mark's saying like, like i'll be a jerk <laughs> yeah. i forgive you i'll be a jerk oh that's it yeah I, I, and i'm just trying to to blanket like across the board like that that is something that it's it's a possibility. Not all of us have that capability, yeah. right? Like not all of us have the capability of still being nice before we forgive. Because Mark's Italian. Well, you're just angry all the time, and then when somebody <laughs> makes you really mad, then forget about it. 
Forget about it. Forget about it. Um, I don't. Well, I mean, I can. I can't. Well, then I, maybe I haven't been that angry to really. I don't do that. I mean, you know, very rare occasions do I hold um, some kind of anger or animosity towards somebody. I mean, I can't really think. And have I'm you had a time? Lying. Had you have have you had a time ever? Yeah. That you're like. That you had to forgive somebody. Well, yeah, of okay. course, of course. I mean, you know, I've had family Spill members. Spill the beans. Well, I've had family members that we've, uh, you know, so has have done things mm-hmm. that I felt were, you know, a personal attack against me, mm-hmm. right? That um, now we still don't talk. Mm-hmm. Me and this, just you know, the one person I'm can think about mm-hmm. we, we still don't communicate at all mm-hmm. but if they were to call me and say uh i need your help with whatever mm-hmm. okay and i'm coming over and i'm helping them mm-hmm. you know not because um it's because that I, i've learned to for you know i have learned to take whatever that's that that situation was and i don't know just deal with it i guess and just kind of set it aside and say you know what this is something that we will always have a contention about, right? But I'm willing to forego that. I understand that it's there, and I, there's nothing that there's no way for us to get past that. But I can forego that and just, you know. Wouldn't you call that forgiveness? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Would what you I'm call saying. that forgiveness, there, Jimmy? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, forgiveness doesn't necessarily look the same every time either. I mean, I mean, the way that it, it you achieve it. You know, doesn't necessarily look the same. So, think what's what's a time that you have had to forgive somebody? Uh, I don't know. There's probably tons of times. I'm usually the one that's causing people to be upset or hurt. So, I don't know. Um, No, like I don't know. Uh, With the whole mess with the church. Yeah. Right, like I felt really hurt over a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. I just I'm the kind of person that like, okay, let's let's. <laughs> I it's almost like mourning to me. Mm-hmm. Like I give it the time, and then I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. It's I just moved on. I, I don't I don't know how that even worked, but. I don't know. It's interesting. I hadn't, I hadn't, I guess I hadn't thought quite as deeply about this as I thought I had. Um, Because I came in with notes. I brought the notes today. I have the questions and everything. Um, I'm just blowing it up. Blowing up your podcast. Just blowing up my mind, man. Blowing it up. Um, Yeah, because I mean, I was pretty, I was pretty hurt by the the elders and um, people I called friends. You know, like Mm -hmm. I just. It was, I got hit out of nowhere, mm-hmm. you know, with that. Um, so forgiveness for some was super simple. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Others, it took me getting to a point where I was just like, I don't want to carry this anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I just going to let it go, mm-hmm. you know, like whatever, like it. I, I it hurts me more when I don't forgive. Well, right? that 
that was going to be a question I had. Is forgiveness really for the other person or is it more for mm-hmm. yourself? Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, because you could sit there and dwell on something and, you know, hold anger towards somebody else. And that can eat you up from the inside out. Yeah. Um, I believe God put forgiveness in place not so much for the other person, but to bring peace to yourself. Yeah. I don't know. I may be off base with that, but, um, you know, I think there's a lot to that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a big concept. And you know, it's funny because the concept of forgiveness, like we think it's so simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's even something that if you have small children, you you begin working that into them at a really young age. Like, hey, you've got to go forgive this person when you know they come home all angry because their friend took their Pokemon cards or whatever. Like, oh, you've got to, we've got to learn how to forgive that. But there's a there's a healthy way to do that and an unhealthy way to do that. Um, and, and yet God has, has made that something that is, seems, it it really feels like it's really hard to do as well. especially when you look culturally at so many of the, the dividing lines that are drawn, it's like, there is no such thing. It seems as forgiveness. It's like, once you've wronged me, you've wronged me forever. And that's that's where I'm going to leave things like I'm not going to work to reconcile. But a really I mean, a really big point in Scripture is when we read that if you hold anything against your brother, lay down your offering before you even come in and do that. Make your sacrifice, lay it down and go be reconciled and then come back. So in that act of reconciliation is the process of forgiveness and I, I remember, like, I I know reading through that, it's like, oh, it should be something quick and easy, right? I'm just going to go and say, hey, you know, I've had this thing. Let's work through it. Now i got to go back and do my sacrifice thing. But what God's recognizing in all of that is it's not a quick, it, it's not necessarily a quick thing, right? It's not mm-hmm. necessarily a quick phone call, like, to get to the bottom of this no. thing. He's recognizing this this thing may lay here beside the altar for a long time until you come back. And then offer your sacrifice and then, you know, make yourself kind of right with me. He's saying make yourself right with your neighbor before you make yourself right with, with me, essentially. But is it, uh, isn't forgiveness really a one-way street? I mean, if you're, offering, yeah. if you're offering, you know, forgiveness as long as you do something for me in return, mm-hmm. that's not really forgiveness, no, right? it's not. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually my next question was does forgiveness require one— the one who sins against you to be sorry. Yeah. No. Right. I, I, I mean that that's essentially yeah. what what we're jumping into is like the word give is in forgive. Wow. Did you like that? Wow. That's profound, isn't it? Well, I'm writing that down. Write that down. <laughs> when you give something, right? I mean, you can give with the with the expectation of getting something back, but. The the real point of giving is is doing this out of a genuine heart of love and not expecting anything. Back. Right. So that's the kind of the heart of of it. Yeah. So I'd like to pull apart that word reconcile. Let's go. Let's if we could jump back for just a second. Mm-hmm. Um, to be reconciled with somebody doesn't necessarily does that necessarily mean that. So me and you are fighting, mm-hmm. right? 
<laughs> so I'm going to leave my, you know, I'm going to leave my, my uh, offering, mm -hmm. try to reconcile with you. But if you don't want to be reconciled mm -hmm. for whatever reason, mm -hmm. that's the onus is still not on me. I can still go back to the altar at that point with, I think with, so. a, with clean hands and heart and yeah. say, you know what, I've done my very best here. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't, I, God, God knows everything we do is done imperfect in his view. Mm -hmm. And I would recognize the same is probably true when our relationships don't quite mirror the way that even that God's concept of what reconciliation is. I mean, God's desire in reconciliation is to rebuild relationships, restore relationships. I mean, that's kind of the heart of that's the heart of creation. That's the heart of His gospel is to to bring us all back in relationship. Uh, and so, I I would. I would say, yeah, there's there's probably a, a pretty defined, pretty well defined line in like I have, I have given my heart back. I have done all that I can, and now, Lord, they've not accepted what I've given, and I've I've put it all out there. I'm coming to you and giving that burden over to you mm. at this point. So, I I think you're you're right in that. Like, you're not necessarily going to be best friends again. Or ever, right. or they may never talk to you ever again. Just out of the simple fact of you did me wrong this one time, whether small or big. Right. So I mean, because I've had situations where, uh, you know, I've tried to be, you know, I've tried to reconcile, mm -hmm. and all the other person wants to do is continue to fight, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just like, well, this this is now over. Now I've, you know, at this point, uh, I've set certain parameters. That if they, you know, if the other person wants to be reconciled, this is the way we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to meet in a public place. We're going to have a meet, you know, as a third person there just to be kind of mediate, make sure everything stays calm and cool. Mm -hmm. You know, there's certain things and it's going to be something we both agree on. Mm -hmm. You know, I've set those parameters up to kind of almost protect me to keep me in check. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, that always kind of tripped me up the, the, the part about being reconciled and returned it's not you know until i kind of figured out you can only go so far mm -hmm. right the other person has to become that other 50 percent to mm -hmm. you so, for the reconciliation yeah part. for the reconciliation part. right because that's that's a step beyond forgiveness right mm -hmm. that, and i don't want to get too far off that's that. both parties you yeah. know being willing to set their their selfishness aside mm -hmm. right their their own feelings their own um desires whatever aside to to meet in a place of look dude like let's let's put the past behind us mm -hmm. you know like like Rafiki says it does not matter it's in the past yeah. you know <laughs> i <clears throat> i in in my life one of the things that i've seen this this is something that i saw when i was growing up as a kid and there've been some things <laughs> that have happened in my family like my family is in a lot of ways, the very definition of dysfunction. But uh, I remember when I was a, I was, you know, early, probably a little younger than early teens, you know, adolescent years. Um, my dad been a truck driver my whole life, though. As long as I can remember, he's had a CDL. He's he's driven truck in some capacity, and uh, uh, he he got a letter in the mail, or he went to renew his CDL, or something like that happened, and. Uh, somebody came back and said, oh, you, you've got a pending ticket on your, on your, like, on your, uh, your record. And he's like, what? 
what do you mean I've got a pending ticket? And he said, yeah, and they pinpointed it was like out of state. So we grew up, I grew up in Pennsylvania. We li- you lived in Pennsylvania. Um, so it was in like Virginia or Maryland or something. Like so My dad's like, I mean, I've been through those places, but I was definitely not there on this day at this time. And come to find out a little bit later on, my uncle, who had a suspended license, gave my dad's name when he got pulled over in that uh. in that state. And, I mean, this is something that could have ruined my my dad's career and his livelihood. And I, I remember there being some intense conflict between the two. And my, my dad... My dad has has always been one of those guys that's just kind of kind of always willing to go out of his way for other people, especially his family. And he'd done a lot of things. My my uncle and um, nieces and nephew, or I guess cousins, um, they'd gone through just a lot. My uncle struggled a lot with alcoholism, and he lost jobs and car accidents and all kind of homes and all that kind of stuff. And my dad's always been the big brother in all of that to to just kind of put him under his under his wing and and help him get back on his feet. And I remember when that happened and I mean my dad was furious ab- about it when he actually found out what happened. And then I mean it was probably it was probably years and maybe not necessarily months, but there I don't know how it happened, I don't know what happened, I don't know what the the thing was in between. But my dad and his brother and my uncle, they they reconciled and they got back to reestablishing that relationship. And there was not only my uncle coming and saying, look, I messed up big time. But there was my dad saying, hey, I'm going to forgive you in the midst of all of that. Something that could have taken away his livelihood, his ability to to provide and the thing that he really enjoys doing. He he loves driving truck. He's one of those guys that just it's in his blood, it's in his nature. And to have that threatened to be pulled away from you by someone whom you've always gone out of your way for, like I just found that to be a really profound lesson mm-hmm. in forgiveness. And uh I, that's one of those things that's always stuck with me when I've had people do do me wrong or I've done them wrong and we've worked toward that that act of reconciliation like it was one thing for him to forgive it was another thing for there to be a rest restoring of their relationship to the point where you know now they're not they're not just brothers they're good friends too so they they spend a lot probably more time than they should spend together they do uh from time to time but um but just one of those one of those things that that we we can easily get caught up in is when other people do us wrong, especially when it's something that threatens some, some big part of our life and our livelihood. And we can be really quick to hold that grudge and to keep that anger and to write that person off entirely. And I think if if my dad can do it, like I should do it and anybody can do it Mm -hmm. at that point. So well, I mean, if you don't, if you're not willing to forgive, what it ends up doing is it just, it ends up being heaped onto the next person that mm-hmm. sins against you, yeah, and then the next person, and because you're not healing, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you've got a a thousand cuts, you're gonna act differently, you know, when you get the hundred, a thousand and one, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, forgiveness, when you decide you're gonna forgive somebody regardless of how they feel, right? 
um, that's what really starts the healing process. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it's it's very much for you. It can be for the other person. The other person can can like reap benefits from it, mm-hmm. but it's it's I think a hundred percent for you mm-hmm. and your healing and your moving forward as a human as you know as someone created in God's image like mm-hmm. especially um you get to see a little glimpse of what what God does for us mm-hmm. you know on the regular basis mm-hmm. right so um so yeah forgiveness forgiveness is definitely um what starts the healing it doesn't require the other person to be sorry it requires nothing from the other person mm-hmm. um so let's for a moment flip to the other side of this um about why we should are we forgive. are we called to forget past sins or wrongdoings mm. no why because we're not chumps <laughs> and i don't think we were ever i don't think we were ever called to, i am no chump i don't i don't think we were ever called to be doormats you know and when you start to forget things you become a doormat what's jesus say about the guy that gets slapped in the cheek to turn it off for the other. Yeah, turn it off for the other. Doesn't and mean how many times? Well, seven times, 70 times No, he seven. doesn't tell you to do that. He tells you to forgive your brother right. 70 times seven. Right. Right. Doesn't Which means you me. would have had to have taken it that many times. He but only th- says you got to turn the other cheek one time. <laughs> right. There's an implication there. <laughs> you only got two. Che- well, I guess you got four cheeks. But even God. So, <laughs> but even God. Uh, but, it, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, because you guys are more scholarly than i am but you're darn right don't you forget it i mean you know we are forgiven of our sins but we are going to be held into account for those sins sure that's an example in my head that's an example you know christ forgives our sins god forgives our sins but does he forget them according according to hebrews 12 or hebrews 8 yes then why? How how can we be held accountable? Like accountable. Oh, read Hebrews, Hebrews eight. I want to know what you're saying. Hebrews eight, verse twelve. For I'll forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. So how are we to be held? See, and and you know, and again, may I, I may be wrong, but I think for us when we are held accountable, or when when all of this is laid out, our lives are laid out in the end times. Um. For us as Christians, we will see God's love through all of that, right? Mm-hmm. We will see what what He forgave He forgave me for all of this wrongdoing I've done with great love. Whereas people who don't know Christ are going to end up suffering because of this. So, my thought process behind that is that if I'm being shown this, somebody's remembering it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, so, I believe it talks about the accuser is going to bring bring about all of that stuff, which. He's not God. Okay. So I, I believe I, that's that's all it's all revelation, man. I, yeah, I just no, chuck it up to it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> that's Try to whole... live like Jesus now yeah. so that whenever it comes I'm not surprised, right? Let me not be offended. I would but, imagine there's some other implication in this. I just wanted to throw it out there too, because it's definitely a place somebody could turn to and be like What the Bible says, right? Right. So I mean one, it's it's poetry in the midst or uh yeah i mean it's offset so it's it's poetic or it's a statement that's being made um in some other terms 
but I also wonder if there's implication in the word remember as well. I don't know what the, the Hebrew is in the Hebrews. <laughs> I don't know what the Hebrew is there for remember. Um, but well, it, it, it wouldn't be there. It would be Greek. But... Oh, yeah, Greek. Yeah. <laughs> the Greek for the Hebrews. Um, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what the, the, the word is there, but, I mean, an all-knowing, all-powerful, right, all present god right probably can't nope probably doesn't <laughs> he probably doesn't forget the things that have that we've done right, right. so it's got to mean i i my knee jerk and all of that is it means i won't remember them in terms of i won't respond to them mm-hmm. so i it's not a it's not a cognitive uh exercise it is uh, a, a, an action, a responsive exercise. So you see that a little bit in the Hebrew, in the Hebrew context of what it means to quote unquote remember, is God remembered Noah when him and his family were on the ark, and with that remembering, it wasn't cognitive. There was an action behind it that he he caused that wind to blow, and it caused the seas to recede and. Um, the same thing happens a couple different times, happens again with, uh, I think it's Rachel. Um, so she's found to be barren. God remembers her. Bam. She has a child, becomes Joseph, who becomes kind of a savior of his family and mm. some good stuff. So so it wouldn't, you're saying that that passage is talking more about he's not going to hold it against you. Yeah. So it's not necessarily a cognitive, a cognitive action. Like, yeah, you're not like forgetting, like literally it's no longer in your mind, but you You aren't allowing past actions to, to control how you are viewed in the future. Right. So how do we keep no record of wrongs and still allow the past to inform our future? Because if somebody, if somebody Sins against you, right? And you forgive them. But then they sin against you, and you forgive them. And they sin against you, and you forgive them. How do you? How do we reconcile some of that? Like keeping no records of wrong, right? That's what love is, right? That's part of what love is: is mm-hmm. to not keep records of wrong. But at the same time, like the past informs our future, mm-hmm. and and we take note of that like how do we how do we reconcile some of that how do how do i not keep a record of wrong but at the same time not allow myself to get taken again and again but my, you know i'm going to answer that question with a with a question no what does why is it so wrong to keep a record of a wrong because the bible says not to that's what love is love keeps no records of wrong it says it in first corinthians 13 all right nick First Corinthians thirteen. <laughs> Must I read it yet again? I read the last one. I think I read First Corinthians thirteen last time. Oh well, I just read Hebrews. I can pull up First Corinthians Hebrews. thirteen. Okay, you pull. I'll that read up. it. Come on, you guys are supposed to be so Bible-y. You pull that up, Bible, <laughs> Bible-y. <laughs> but okay, it says love is patient, love is right. kind, right. right? Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. 
must be a different edition. <laughs> oh, oh, burn. See, see but my, you know, my whole point is like, we have to be able to, you know, I leave 50 bucks in my, uh, laying around on the counter. Mm-hmm. Derek comes over and takes my 50 bucks. Yeah, okay. It's an IV. Which counter? Whatever. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're not coming over. <laughs> So now I know that, you know, Derek's a klepto. You know, maybe he's still a pretty cool dude, but he's, you know, he needs 50 bucks. You can come ask me for it next time. I'm going to take that 50 bucks off the counter. I'm going to stick it in my pocket. Now, I'm maybe stupid for leaving 50 bucks out. Mm -hmm. But why would I set myself up to have the same thing happen to me over and over? Mm -hmm. I don't think God calls us to do that. Uh, You know. Yeah. I mean, we are to learn from our experiences. Right. Uh, That's that's pretty that's a, a pretty fundamental part of just human existence is we are we will go through things in order to learn how to better navigate things in life so i i'm i'm kind of on board with you with this like we we ought to learn from our experiences and we ought to be generous to a fault mm-hmm. but also we aren't necessarily created to be anybody's doormat either. So to that end, if if people are taking advantage of us and it's causing us harm, we don't need to continue to en- endeavor down that path. Mm-hmm. And I think that extends into a lot of different uh, a lot of different places in our lives too. I've had some conversations um, and and I've seen from, from the outside, some some marriages that operate out of a place where where there is almost like a Stockholm syndrome, where it's I've been in such a negative cycle for so long, and even once given the opportunity multiple times to get out of that that cycle of of negative behavior and crazy, uh, I don't take it because there's a discomfort connected to to that there's a comfort in the people taking advantage of me and bringing me harm and abuse and things like that um, and that isn't healthy either so you're you're never going to find real freedom in the midst of of that um, so i i would i would i do tend more on that side I, people have and will continue to take advantage of 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 me in certain ways and then after Time one, time two, maybe, right? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, won't fool me again, right? Right. So uh, there is something that we're we're supposed to learn from the experiences, and yet we're also called to forgive as God forgives, too. So there is something about about allowing, not allowing the sins levied against us to cause us to retaliate upon somebody else, even if there is maybe some warrant behind it. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's one of those, it's, it's a tricky tightrope that we have to, to walk. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like that answers it really well. The, uh, half of the dish, half of the versions say keeps no record of wrong and half of them do not. And even ones that I don't agree with don't have it, but then some of, or that do have it, you know, I don't know. ESV, ESV, ESV doesn't. doesn't have it. 
Derek is now questioning himself because <laughs> I'm super that questioning was written myself. by the Apostle Paul himself <laughs> right. in English, in right. fact, translated in English. Yes, way back in the day. Yep. Um, which is a joke, by the way. I, just for all of you out there who might be just now tuning in. You need to forgive him and forget what was just said. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's interesting because most of the other ones talk about resentment in the place of of the keeps no record of wrong, mm-hmm. which is super interesting because that's quite literally what forgiveness is, is getting rid of that bitterness and that mm-hmm. anger, you know, towards the other person. It, that is the forgiveness piece. Mm-hmm. I mean, forgiveness in the definition of it even mm-hmm. doesn't talk about you know, like forgetting it, you know, what's happened in the past, but just releasing that anger from yourself, like mm-hmm. not holding it. So that's the other translations all say something about, you know, not being resentful mm-hmm. as a part of love. So interesting. Yeah. Resentment is definitely something beyond that. Right. I mean, that's there. That's the place we ought not get to. That's why forgiveness is such an important thing. Right. Um, But then on the backside of that is learning from your experiences. If people are going to to steal from you, there's nothing wrong with locking your stuff up. Right. If somebody is going to abuse you, there's nothing wrong with ending that relationship. Right. If, um, you know, whatever you I mean, we're supposed to learn from our experiences. Like, if love, you yeah, are driving 25 miles an hour over the speed limit and get pulled over, you should learn from that experience, right? And not drive 25 miles an hour over the speed limit. Well, even scripture talks about, like, if people aren't going to listen and they continually not listen to dust off your sandals and sure. move to the next town. So forgiveness and love don't require you to to remain in the same situation. Mm-hmm. You know, when when it's not going anywhere or to hang out with the same people Mm -hmm. when it's, you know, clearly going bad directions, Mm -hmm. you know, that love does not require that ever. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, love doesn't require you to be a chump. Yeah, don't be no chump. (laughs) So we don't want no scrubs. No chump. Scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. Um, What? Wait, no. Okay. It's a song. I know. Okay. I know. I'm I don't know where it came from, but it's TLC, man. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I mean, like, I don't know why you're singing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no love, no scrubs. All <laughs> just, right. Just cool. Stop. <laughs> just stop right now. <laughs> All right. So then, so then, what is the call to action to our listeners? Don't be a chump. <laughs> <laughs> I want to pose. I want to pose one more question for the good okay. of the group and okay, for our, cool. our for our listeners too. Who's the hardest person in the world to forgive? Pastors. <laughs> probably number two. Okay. Mark the heretic. Uh, he's number one for sure. So we've knocked out the the top two. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Who's the hardest person to forgive? Yeah. Who is um, for me? I could tell you. The hardest person for me to forgive is myself. Yes. I am so willing and ready to forgive other people. um, But yet whenever I screw something up, I beat myself over the head for years Mm -hmm. over stupid little things. 
right? Like that, I, that is the hardest person in the world to forgive. Okay, so it's not just me. Like all of a sudden, you're you know you're driving down the road, hear a song, song brings back a memory, bring memory brings mm-hmm. back something bad, and you're mm-hmm. like, wow, I really was stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I feel better about myself now. Yeah. So okay, with that yeah. now being a part of the topic, you know, probably always was, and just hadn't said anything about it. Um, with, with that, what? How do we learn to forgive ourselves then? Yeah. Because that's way harder than forgiving somebody else, I, in my opinion. That, yeah. that is a super hard thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, it is, and that was that was why I feel like it's it's as important to discuss as forgiving other people because. We can some some of us can move quickly and be like, oh, yeah, you did that wrong thing against me. No problem. Like I'm out of sight, out of mind. It's like it, I, it's gone. Like I slept once, so it's forgotten. Right. right. It's over. But w- out of the other side of our mouth, we we have such a hard time getting to that point of letting things go that we have inflicted upon ourselves. Right. Because we. We are our own worst enemy most of the times. You know, it's it's making me think about like who, what is the rank of people that's harder and less hard to forgive? Mm-hmm. And the closer they are to you, the harder they are to forgive. It's true. Yep. And so, like, you are as close to you as as anybody. Ain't nobody right? closer to you than you. Right. So. Right now, down to. All right, I'll text it to myself. So that's it's super interesting. Like I never thought about it that way because, like, siblings. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could have been close, 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 and then all of a sudden, boom, a blow up, and they don't talk anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, we heard somebody talk about that literally today. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and could be a, a spouse, right? Mm-hmm. Boom, one blow up mm-hmm. into marriage. Right? Like, it can. Yep. And so when it comes to ourselves, like, I wonder what it, what it would be like if we learned to forgive ourselves um, like God forgives us. Mm-hmm. Right? Because the healing that would come. Who knows oh, us man. better than we do? Right. Only God. Right. Right? He's the only one that knows us and our stupidity more than we do. Well, if he knows our past, present, and future. Yep. And he knows exactly where we plug into all of space and time. Uh, yeah, I mean, yep. and, when and, we, and he's willing to forgive us. Then when we sin against any sin that we we have, it's against him. Yeah, right. We sin against our neighbor; it's against him. I, li- I like what David said when he got called out by Nathan the prophet over the whole Bathsheba thing. Um, in the Psalms, he says, "I've." Lord, I've sinned against you. He does go on. He goes as far as to say, and only you. And that was one of my head scratchers. Like, I'm pretty sure you also sinned against Bathsheba. And I'm pretty sure you also sinned against Uriah, her husband, who you killed. Right? Like, I'm pretty sure you sinned against them. But when you start to recognize the fact that God is God is literally in and above all people and things and circumstances, it's like, Oh, I start to get, I get that a little bit more. Like, wow, I didn't just sin against that guy, right? Man, I sinned against God first and foremost. So that person may have let it go, but 
honestly, because I've sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, there needs to be repercussions for that sin. It's, it's, it's clear in the Old Testament. There was uh, several stories, I'm sure, of, you know, a guy doing something wrong, Jericho, right? Mm-hmm. Like, or not Jericho, but uh, under Joshua, mm-hmm. the one guy mm-hmm. who Aiken, took yeah. the stuff, right? Yeah. Aiken. Um, he was aching for some bacon. He was. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, but he took st- one guy, one guy's sin brought down the whole nation for a bit, mm-hmm. right? Like, so that's, I mean, it's not different today. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we've lost sight of too. Mm-hmm. Is that like, I don't know, like yours and my sin brings down the body. Mm-hmm. It does. I mean, yeah. we're, we, it it does. Yeah. And so, I mean, learning to reconcile, reconcile that's why reconciliation is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that didn't answer necessarily how do we forgive ourselves? No. Like how do we, how do we learn to do that? Like, it's, it's really, it's really, I think it's really complex. And I don't think it's as simple as a few steps. I think sometimes it requires it requires a boldness and a courage to straight up change the things that are in your life that you know are wrong, but you keep harboring those sin those things. Like you get caught in those cycles of addiction, um, you know, of, of sin, which is essentially what addiction is, where you keep medicating, 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 medicating to escape the reality that's in front of you. Mm. And at the end of that cycle is always guilt. So you you have your ritual that ties into the action. And then after the action, you have that moment of climax or euphoria that comes from whatever it might be. Um, and then after that, there's always guilt. And the guilt is what leads you back into that cycle. And like the cycle you find in Kings, uh, it's the same cycle that exists when when we find ourselves caught up in those things. And so you've got to take some really bold steps as when you know the thing that is your stumbling block, that is destroying you, you've got to, you've got to be willing to destroy it and to remove it Mm -hmm. from your life. And a lot of times that doesn't happen on your own. So uh, I think another part of this, I don't know what order these would be in is you've got to seek out help. Mm. You can't do it alone. And that is, that is a huge lie from the enemy that you've got to be quote unquote self-made Right. That is a lie because no one is. And anyone who tells you they are is a liar and deceptive because they're not. So you've got to get in a strong community of others that are willing to hold you accountable in a healthy way. Right. No lashings on the back end of it, but hard conversations that they're willing to have with you and that you're willing to take on as well. So. So I think with all of that is is one breaking the cycle, two getting in community. Um, what else? Sometimes it's also seeking professional help. That is not a failure. <laughs> there are people yeah. who have been called. Even the Bible even tells us that God gives different gifts to different people. To some, He gives the gift of of counsel, uh, and with that, there might be. Uh, a, a need, a requirement for you to go and seek out sound counsel from someone that is a highly trained professional. Uh, I would say do that from a faith-based perspective because that is going to offer a more complete view of who you are as a person as opposed to just a cognitive view of who you are. And if you remember, right, God doesn't 
remember <laughs> just cognitively. There's action that's associated with mm. it. Uh, so it's Im- important to deal with somebody who can approach you from the whole perspective, from body, mind, and spirit, and not just body and mind or just mind. So find a good Christian counselor who you can mm. work with as well. Read the Bible. I mean, if that doesn't reveal the heart of God and how how he has forgiven, there is nothing else in this world that does. I mean, you can see it in, in the cycles of nature, but more profoundly when you when you read his word and you read through the gospels specifically, you're like, whoa, that's a big deal because there is no religion anywhere on earth that has a savior like Jesus. There's no religion anywhere on earth that reveals God the way that our faith does. And to me, that proves all the more how real and how practical it is. Uh, because everyone, every other religion tries to create a God that is unapproachable, untouchable, that is only there to be served. Um, and we have a God who took on the role of the servant in order to elevate us and to forgive all of the things we've done wrong against him. Profound. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and there are books, there are groups, there are a host of other things that can be done out there. Um that will help you navigate what it means to forgive yourself. But uh, that is that is the apex right there. Like that is the apex predator of what it means to forgive is you've got to learn how to forgive yourself. And, and I, probably to the point where if you don't know how to forgive yourself, you probably can't even effectively forgive anyone else. I don't know. Maybe. 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 Yeah. I'm so not, I'm going to not disagree with that. Okay. Well, that's the first. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me, would you? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> so the call to action. No place for that in here. The call to action then is to seriously take take some time and figure out who you're not forgiving. Mm. I'm sure there's somebody, mm. right? And if if you are forgiving. And you have tips. Share them. Mm-hmm. Share them with somebody. Share them with us at thetruthresponse at gmail.com or on our social media. Share it with us. We share it with the community because we are all in it together. And my struggles affect you guys. Your guys' struggles affect us. And so, like, we really are all in it together. And so forgiveness is something we've got to learn to tackle, uh, including the forgiveness of self. So uh, just be considering who you're who you're supposed to forgive next, um, who you're not forgiving, and uh, pray for them. And then take that step of just letting it go or talking to them and reconciling. So you want to land this thing? Oh, it's not landed. Oh, I don't know. Sounded like a landing to me. I think you landed it. Sweet. God bless. Hey, thanks for joining us. Make sure to subscribe and give us a like on iTunes and Spotify so that you will never miss a show. And while you're at it, check out our Facebook and Instagram pages and make sure you tell your friends about this show. You don't want them to miss out on the truth because we are all about the truth here. Thanks for joining us this week and God bless.